Welcome to today's episode where we talk about 1997's Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, starring Joe Pesci, David Spade, and others. Some others. Stick around and find out how this movie is connected to an Oscar winner, other than Joe Pesci. Hi, I'm Shay. I'm Peter. And you're listening to Stellar Alignment. Welcome to episode nine. We're talking eight heads in a duffel bag. Starring Joe Pesci, of course. The only reason that we watch this movie. (laughs) Okay. If we seem uh, unexcited to talk about this, it's because we are. Written and directed by Tom Schulman. You might not be familiar with Tom Schulman, but he is the writer behind Dead Poets Society, the movie starring Robin Williams, Oscar-winning screenplay. (laughs) Not what you would expect when you watch this movie. So he apparently wrote a movie just last year, wrote and directed. This is only the second movie he's directed after Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag called Double Down South. And that has an 8.8 on IMDb, so maybe he turned it around for himself. Maybe comedies just aren't his forte. Possibly. Anyways. So, about this movie. Yes. um, The storyline is basically Joe Pesci is traveling with a bunch of heads in a duffel bag as proof of... Assassination. An assassination. To give to a mob boss named Sepp. Big Sepp. He has to deliver these eight heads by tomorrow. And, of course, that never happens. Mm-mm. And, yeah, I mean, basically, he gets on a plane. First of all, pre-2001, none of this shit would have happened because mm-hmm. he's just walking through security with giant bags and yeah. gets his bag switched at the airport. And uh, hilarity ensues, but it's not funny. It's just frustrating. It's just super frustrating. It it's Very a comedy, a comedy of errors, which comedy of errors can be frustrating. That's just what they are. Um, but usually but, they're funny. But they're funny. Yeah. Not super impressed by this movie. <laughs> I think I've seen it in the past. I know I've seen this movie a bunch when I was a kid because it was on played on HBO a bunch. But I didn't think maybe. It was funnier back then? I remember it being funnier, but I was also 13 or 14 years old. And I also was in that stage of life where I was a huge SNL fan. I was an even bigger Chris Farley fan who had done, you know, a number of projects Mm -hmm. with David Spade. So I also found David Spade funny. Mm -hmm. And of course we get... Typical David Spade in this movie. Just he's snarky and sarcastic. He's David Spade, uh, which he's great at. Mm-hmm. He plays snarky perfectly, but it just didn't work well. And I don't think his chemistry with Pesci was that great either. No, usually Pesci's the the, the charming, yes, gangster. I don't, I don't know. In this movie, I feel like he's playing. A very one-sided version of his characters from Casino or Raging Bull to a lesser extent or to Goodfellas, which we have up next week. Mm. He's playing kind of one-dimensional versions of that character, which is like uh, a mob guy and a tough guy and whatever. I just, like, the writing wasn't great. I don't think 
Pesci originally was supposed to play the character. Apparently, Damon Wayans was originally slotted to play the role of Tommy, who eventually goes to Joe Pesci, but dropped out and just a few weeks before shooting, and the role went to Pesci. And I don't know if like they rewrote it to be more of like a Pesci-esque character. Damon mm. Wayans doesn't seem like he would have fit in because it's all supposed to be like Italian mafia, so it makes sense for it to be Joe Pesci, but... Unless they just switched out all the other guys in the background. Possibly, or maybe he's just like a contract guy that they hired. Mm. Either way, like, I just still don't think it would work. You have the character of Ernie, played by David Spade. Mm-hmm. You have the character of Steve, played by Todd Luiso, who's who's been in a few things. I, I rec- recognize I him from uh, Jerry Maguire, uh, among other mm. movies. Who He's actually a pretty funny actor, I think. Whenever he's in stuff, he's always pretty good. Uh, High Fidelity, High he was Fidelity. also in. Yeah. And he... I really feel like that character could just been one person. Yeah. And I don't know if like they created two characters because they're like, well, we've got David Spade. He can do snarky. We need this other guy to be not so sure about what they're doing. But yeah. I really felt like it could just been one character. I feel like also, yeah, there were maybe too many characters. The whole I... This whole random other guy. I know Charlie's the main character or one of the main characters, but it just yeah. There's too much going on. He, you got who, this this guy Charlie. Who's this guy? That Pesci meets on the plane. They're sitting next to each other. They're sitting next to each other and coincidentally also had the exact same bag, which got confused with each other when they landed. Mm-hmm. Charlie's Classic going to meet airport. his girlfriend, played by Christy Swanson. And his her parents, George Hamilton and Diane Cannon. Mm-hmm. And so you have this whole side of it, and they're going down to Mexico. He's meeting the parents for the first time, and she's thinking about breaking up with him. And then, I mean, at the end of the movie, they, like, show pictures of them getting married. Because, I don't know, she changes her mind, <laughs> which is dumb. Um, but it has nothing to do with the actual movie. And then... You bring George Hamilton's mother into the mix briefly, yeah. just so Pesci could... just just awful mm. and i feel like it's just so pesci could push her out of a van basically so yeah. that the so actual that, mom that one like... gag they could do that one gag yeah right absolutely they did all i th- feel like they did a lot for the one gag yeah it was weird i didn't like it it was really weird and ultimately the the funniest parts i feel like they think are the movie are the dead heads and I think that some of a lot of this is practical effects, so they're very convincing heads. They are. They were really good heads. And I can kind of remember hearing about this when this movie came out and it being like a big selling point about how realistic the heads are. And of course, there's probably the the most well-known scene of the movie is the Mr. Sandman scene where they change the lyrics to Mr. Hitman. And Pesci's having a dream and all the heads are singing to him. But what's the point of the dream? Be, to show off, like, I, I don't know, like s- some sort of effects that they had. I don't know if those were computer. I think that maybe there's a little bit of both there. And it's 1997, so like those types of effects are a big deal, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Something like that was probably 
really impressive in 1997. Okay. But what did it have to it do with the movie? It had nothing to do with the movie. And it's just like, oh, look at this cool scene of 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 severed heads singing Mr. Sandman. Yeah, it's, no idea. Yeah. I think the sad part is, is we like comedies with Joe Pesci. We do. He's a funny guy. And he's the straight man in this, and they don't allow Pesci to be funny. Or charming. He, he can be a straight man. He, yes. I'm sure he can be, but it just didn't work in this movie because there wasn't anyone to... anyone else was not funny. Yeah. There was nobody else that was funny. Are they should have made Pesci. Occasionally funny. have snarky David Spade, where it's like, huh, you know, but that's about it. I think Steve's character is when the he one starts to lose it. The was one, the only one that was funny that actually got you to laugh once throughout one this time. movie. One time, one time. For anyone that doesn't know my wife, she laughs at a lot of things, and a lot of the times it's very inappropriate. <laughs> We go to the movie theater and something happens and she'll be the only one that laughs at something in a completely silent movie theater. This is my wife. So if you have a comedy that doesn't cause her to laugh, you've done something wrong. So Steve, Steve. manages to bring a laugh out of you at the very end of the movie when he's running he's around running with one of the heads. Because he's mentally lost it after having to deal with this hitman and having to to cut off heads of cadavers. He's lost it a he's little bit. He's lost it. It was and funny. The only other part that part. I felt like was funny is when he's in the car with all of them and he's talking to one of the heads and he's like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Which is obviously a reference to Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese in ta Taxi Driver. So... I feel like they must have added that in because of Joe Pesci, yeah. but yeah. they could have directly quoted Pesci from a movie too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like Maybe. Wasted potential. The idea could have been so funny. That's the thing, is I so think funny. the concept of a hitman who has to transport eight severed heads and loses the heads has so much potential to be a hilarious movie. Super funny. And they totally botched it. I wonder if they like remade it in some other fashion, like this idea. I'm so like the switching we, of bags thing. We didn't that find happened, as but... much trivia as we normally do on no, this. But I'm wondering if the same thing is like, did they do a ton of rewrites? I also saw a bit of trivia that I don't know is true or not, but I saw that Will Smith was originally considered to play David Spade's character for $10 million, but then turned it down. This could be total bullshit. But if it's true, if Will Smith was supposed to be Ernie and maybe a Damon Wayans was supposed to be Tommy Pesci's character, hmm. maybe it was a completely different movie before, right? And they had to do a bunch of rewrites to change the characters around. In. And it didn't quite work. Either way, we know the movie did not work well. Hmm. There it didn't make much sense that like what if david spade was the charlie character we got rid of that rando and then it was just david spade and joe pesci who's the actor that plays charlie who's essentially uh, i don't want to call him I've the main seen... character because there's too many characters to really call anyone the main character i've seen him before andy camo oh. i i really think i only know him from this movie to be honest 
I feel like he is just the guy who plays Ted in How I Met Your Mother, just 10 years older. Huh. Right? I don't like that. I look at them and I just see the same guy. Ultimately, I feel like the script was not great. Whether it was rewrote a bunch, I don't know. But it it, it wasn't very it was impressive. The story wasn't great. I the jokes weren't hitting. I didn't care about any of the characters. And even like the editing, like it jumped back and forth between the characters in Mexico and then Joe Pesci with the David Spade and the other guy. Like, and it just like, it just didn't flow well. And then you get to the end where Joe Pesci's character and um, the main guy, Charlie, meet up again. And for whatever reason, they bond bonded for like, and I don't He's know why. He's gotten Joe Pesci's respect, something that David Spade couldn't do, even I, though he was they helping spent, there. And they spent, they spent way spent more time together. Way more time together. Yeah. Really forced. It was not that funny. And I got to be honest, we'll go through the rating process, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bump up easy money and <laughs> I'm going to place this at number one. Mm. What did, uh, mm. what okay. did Rotten Tomatoes So have? Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter was a 10% percent Yeah, and a audience score, 35%. 35%. And IMDb, wow, a 5.4%. 54% for IMDb, so that's, better, that's much better, but... but still not great. I consider anything in five or lower in IMDb to to probably be something to avoid. Yeah. I hope it doesn't feel like we rushed through this one, but... We just don't have a lot We don't have a lot to, to say, say about it, because it. it was a comedy, and we didn't laugh. I laughed once. And the story wasn't good enough to care about it. I thought that easy money was going to be number one and there was no removing that from that position i i guess i remember a heads in a duffel bag to be being funny. better when i was younger and shame on younger me because it is not a good movie <laughs> i love you joe pesci but this is not one of your good ones this is not one of the good ones you're so funny if they just made you funny in this yeah. I feel like it would have been a different movie. Even even good actors can't save a bad script. Yeah. I think that's the moral of this episode. So I'm going to give this this one a one and bump easy money up to two. Yep, me too. You're going to do the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But I hope you enjoyed this super short and sweet episode uh, where we discuss very briefly. Very briefly. Eight heads in a duffel bag. Next week, however, Goodfellas. And I'm sure we're going to have plenty to say about Goodfellas. Tons. Strap in for we're, a long one. We're going to definitely step it up a little bit mm, and mm-hmm. have a, a pretty good conversation. I'm really excited about this one. Thank you for listening today. If you have any thoughts on Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, if you think that we're wrong, please let us know. Uh, leave a comment down below. Hit us up on Instagram at Stellar Alignment Podcast. Same with YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Like, subscribe, follow. Please help us out. Yes. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week for Goodfellas.